I'm going to do it. What are you going to do? I'm going to steal a declaration of independence. <laughs> I knew you would. Greatest moment in cinema history. I mean... It, it is funny how it's just become a polarizing moment. Oh, it's so good. And then, like, the follow-up. Like, John Voight being like, you know, what? what is this document anyways? <laughs> <laughs> like, lifts it up. He's like, that's... Uh, that's the Declaration of Independence. Like, there's just this kind of like, kind of like surprised, but also not dumbfounded because it's his son. Yes. And he knows, he knows w- what places this treasure hunt can take you. And yeah, it's just so crazy. Yeah. So crazy. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Movie Men podcast. I am Peter. That is Brady, and we review a television show a lot of years in the making. I'm still sick, by the way. Yes. Putting that out there. Of, you're sick of national, no, what? No, no, sick of, sick of the cold. Sick of the cold. Yeah, um, National Cheshire, uh, oh man, I almost just said Book of Secrets, but, uh, National Cheshire. That's, uh, That's the sequel. That's, yeah. National, just a second, National Treasure, the TV show. The Edge of History. Edge of History, there we go. Come on, get your shit together, man. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, yeah, w- listen, we're doing an episode on this because it's big in, you know, the industry, but also it's big for our podcast. You know, we love National Treasure. We love we Nicholas appreci- Cage. We love Nicholas Cage. We appreciate National Treasure, too. We are pining for a third National Treasure, and so... This makes sense for us to to review and talk about. Yep, I agree. I'm just pulling up <laughs> notes here. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, how do you think we should break it down? Because we're obviously going to span spoilers, so if you're partway through watching the show and you don't want us to ruin it, you know, put a pause, come back to it when you're done. And we're obviously... Uh, my notes are episodic, like in order of the episodes, but I feel like things I might bring up might jump around of something that happens in episode one, then in episode seven. You know, it might just be more a concept or a character versus in episode two, this, ha- you know, this happened or that happened. Uh, I I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think yeah. I just, I just, we'll just talk about it like overall. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Cool. Yep. Anyways. (laughs) Well, should we get into some initial impressions? Okay. Yeah, we could do that. Yep. Okay, so, listen, (laughs) I... I went into this show skeptical. Okay. Maybe not skeptical. I went into it dubious. Mm -hmm. And also extremely excited. Because it's been a very long time since we've gotten anything National Treasure. What, 14? Maybe more than 14 Uh, years. 16 almost. Something, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. I think 2007, yeah. Um, So I was excited. Sure. I was also a little frustrated because... I've waited a very long time for National Treasure, and this was not the National Treasure announcement that I wanted. Mm. You know, a TV show 
not featured around yes Ben Gates and Nicolas yep. Cage's character was yep. not what I was hoping for mm-hmm. when it was announced. Yeah. Um, and so I was a little frustrated, but then I was able to put that aside and got excited and was like, okay, I'm going into this, but I'm not going to have high expectations because, you know, high expectations more often than not just lead to bitter disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, my initial impression is there are things about this series that I adore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things that I really don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and overall, I would say that it was a fun series. I'm not quite sure if it's worthy of the name National Treasure. Mm. Um, aside from a couple of really awesome, smartly planned, fascinating tie-ins... Sure. I don't know that it needed or like to to kind of quote Carl Eastman. <laughs> why not just do a treasure hunting show and call it something else? Sure, yeah, of course. And I don't often always feel that way. Like he says that a lot. He'll be like, "I, you know, why'd you have to do a sequel to this like twenty five years later?" Like, just this is not mm. what Carl sounds like. But <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, uh, just, uh, just do your own thing. Yeah. I mean, like, call it something different. Why tap mm-hmm. into that IP? And yeah. a lot of the time I disagree. A lot of the time I'm like, no, 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 this made sense. It made sense to reboot this. It made sense to to bank off the success of this. Um, <clears throat> I, think, I think I maybe feel differently because it's a TV show, because it's such a departure. Mm. And because we're all still, like, quite often they'll make a remake or reboot something that we've kind of forgotten about. Yeah. Yep. Or that a sequel doesn't make sense to. Whereas we're still pining for a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I don't know if this is worthy of the National Treasure name. Um, it does get me excited for some potential. I feel like there's either there's some really big hints and and teases mm-hmm. dropped here or the showrunners are a bunch of dicks and are just <laughs> playing on my heartstrings for no reason. Right. Uh, so I don't know. But all in all, I enjoy it. But I got some big issues with it and it's not the National Treasure 3 that I was hoping for. Fair enough. Fair what enough. about you? Uh, yeah, I finished this show. Atta boy. And <laughs> Hang on, wait a sec. myself on the back. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Just soak it in, bask in that. You deserve it. You deserve every bit. Every, every little bit. I finished this show and I thought, actually, you know, I finished this show as a big picture when it finished episode at the end. And week by week as well. And I thought to myself, what the hell am I doing with my life? (laughs) This was so bad. Oh my God. Okay. The writing was poor. (laughs) Okay. I don't, I, I wrote down in episode one that the acting was poor. I think I go back on that and I don't think the actors are bad. I actually think they're good and I enjoyed them. I think the writing was poor. 
I think the characters that they were created didn't warrant eight hours or ten hours of backstory and depth. Okay. I felt the whole treasure and the whole plot was contrived. Okay. It was <laughs> so contradictory in tone to the, the original plot of the films that just felt, you know, touching on history, but having some elements of just kind of chillness. And it just... It yeah. was off to a bad start. Literally in episode one, like in the opening five minutes, oh something happened. And I forget if it was like the Freemason saying we've recently received news or like someone trop, try, going in on a rope from a building and repelling down. And I let out a sigh. Like my body just made a noise. And my wife looked at me and was like, yeah, this is bad. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> it is. Like five minutes into the first episode. Right. So that's where I am. And I'm, I'm not trying to be a spoiler here and we'll get into it. I gave this a three out of 10. Oh my Overall, God. You're just, you're just dropping the bomb. It's a series. And the reason I say that is, man, like if this hadn't been nationally treasure branded, I likely would have just walked away from this series and you wouldn't have given me the applause because I just would have felt no need to finish it because of the brand and the logo that it held. I felt obligated to at least see it through. And and that's where I was with that. Okay. <laughs> that was uh Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I've surprised you. Oh, we're aggressive. And I'll listen, we'll get into some stuff maybe now, but there are good moments or at least things that make me smile okay. from time to time. So let's start with okay, let's start with the the, the the something that's just kind of congruent through all of them. Let's start with the music, sure. the theme song. Which is yeah. kind of a mix between like a Latin American Mexican thing mm -hmm. with the actual national treasure theme song. Sure. This gr this grew on me. Yep. I thought it was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. It always gave me the warm fuzzies to hear the mm -hmm. act, like the big orchestral national treasure piece. Yep. Um, it's such an underrated theme song, I think. It like, is. I don't think of it when I think of like great theme songs, but every mm -hmm. time I hear it, I'm like, this is amazing. This is so good. Mm -hmm. um, and when you watch the films again, you're reminded of that like theme. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it did grow on me, but I did, like, in the first couple of episodes, like, there's the odd time. So I, I didn't mind the National Treasure theme being woven into the title sequence. Mm -hmm. There's a few moments where, throughout the series, where they play it during an episode, like, it's sort of a big reveal happens or an iconic moment or a discovery or whatever. And they inject the theme into the episode. Mm. And every time it happened in the episode, I had this visceral feeling that screamed, no, you're not worthy of that. <laughs> you don't get to play that. Slapping it on the wrist, what so to just, speak. Yeah, what just happened in your episode is not <laughs> that kind of a moment. So back off. <laughs> yeah. um, but I did, I grew to really like it as it was a part of, because it kind of switches back and forth. They've like edited it together in a really clever way, I think, for the title sequence. Um, but what are your thoughts on on sort of the use of music? 
Yeah, I, you know, I think it's just for what it is, it was good in that that one theme song was really the majority of the the carry through, right? You know, for the most part, it was just the theme song at the beginning. There were some elements elsewhere too, but you know, I think it was, if I had to summarize it, and this is very pragmatic, but this is an indication of what I thought of the theme song. It was good enough to sit through some of the times, and then some of the times I was okay with just skipping it. And it, it's not that I got sick of it. It oh, was I never like a hit. It, but- it was a hit or miss with me. Sometimes I would, sometimes I would sit through it. So for that, for what it was, it was fun at least to hear the theme again of something we we recognized but had some tones of of a new new tale. Right. Okay. Uh, let's work through our characters here. Okay. Sure. <clears throat> we have, and I'm going to save, in my opinion, what is the best for last. Sure. Um, we have, and I'm going to skip things like the crazy bearded man that's following them in the car. <laughs> just like, I, whatever. Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have Agent Ross. Mm-hmm. I really liked Agent Ross. I thought you know what? Yeah, I she agree. was a fun story to follow. Yep. Um, both Brianne and I, Brianne and I watched the show together. We both sort of did an eye roll when it was like, you know, we knew that the final episode was going to start with she's not dead. She's just really badly oh. wounded. And we're both like, no, no, she's dead. <laughs> like, like, I guess, I guess she has no internal organs that yeah. can be punctured. Cause like, like that sword was through her because I was, yeah, she was definitely dead. And I, because oh, I, when the yeah. second last episode ended, I was like, I'm really surprised that they just killed her. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they killed her off. She seemed yeah. like she's been an integral part of the show. She was kind of like the opposition without really being the opposition. She's kind of just doing her job, but it's sort of yep. getting in our way, but mm-hmm. she's not a bad guy. And no. so I liked, I liked that dynamic. She was fun. And then I was really shocked. I was like, oh my God, they just killed her. And Priyan's like, they totally didn't kill her. She's like, oh, she's definitely dead. But it's yeah. a television show. So like the next episode will start and she'll be like mm-hmm. fighting on all fours by the time <laughs> that episode ends. Yeah. Which, okay, listen, they didn't kill her, but I was impressed that she didn't just bounce back from it. Sure. Like as they're dragging her out of there, She's mm-hmm. like lost all color in her face. Like she is in trouble. Yep. And so I was like, I don't like. I don't know enough about the human body. I don't have like a medical mm-hmm. degree. Like you know, sure. you and the person I watch this with. I'm like the idiot <laughs> here. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know the fact that she was like the fact that they treated her injuries the way that they did with the seriousness that they did, Mm. I was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, depending on, like, if it didn't hit her heart, but then doesn't it, like, what are they, is she the one that they have to, like, reinflate her lung or something? Do they say it, like, hits a lung? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to know. Again, I think that goes into the contrived element of like, you know, I'm not watching National Treasure to watch a real action-y sequence of you having to jab someone with a pen to save their lives. I'm watching this to have really cool treasure hunter-y moments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not this. Yeah, yeah. Not this. 
so anyways, I but I did as a character, I enjoyed her. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. Then we Absolutely. have Agent Hendricks, who also turns out to be Salazar. Which again was a bit a bit much for me. It you know, it was a I appreciated the twist because it was a twist I didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I thought throughout the whole thing, he's just kind of like, it all makes sense when you go back. He's like trying to mislead her at every turn. For but sure. It, but, but it doesn't it, come across that way during the series. He just comes across as like a bureaucratic <sighs> FBI but it's agent. A bit, it's a bit weird. Like, I think it would have been kind of quirky and fun to not, the like, literally the only carryover other than Riley from the original movie to then turn into the main villain. Like, I guess there's a way you could spin it that that's cool, but it's also a bit disappointing. Yeah. I, yeah. He's not the only carryover. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. There's a very, very important carryover other than Riley. No, I would consider him the only one because he's not just, he's in every episode is what I would say. Well, but I mean, Riley isn't. Riley's in one episode, which is a bone that I'm going to pick. For sure. But, okay, then we have Billy, Billy Pierce, played by yep. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes. You know, she, it's a chilling performance. Mm-hmm. You, you start out knowing that she's awful and we can't trust her. There yep. is a time when she tricks Jess. Yes. It also kind of tricked me. Yeah, I, was I like, will agree. Wait a yes. second. Are we flipping the script here? Like, is, yep. are things not as they seem? That's fair. That did take us for a ride. You're right. So I enjoyed that. I think yep. that was a good performance. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Ethan, who's kind of the boyfriend, not a boyfriend, was a boy, has a crush. <sighs> and th- you're hitting on this whole weird love triangle thing. I'm like, I didn't need it. It was I like a teenage it. garbage in my national treasure. I feel like that's what happened in the second National Treasure. It's not as fully formed out of a love triangle, but this awkward, like, Nick Cage and his romantic interest that are was funny. kind of... It's funny. They're apart, and there's this other dweeby guy. I guess I'm just saying it wasn't great, but you're right. At least it had some comedic element. This was just... What are we doing here? Them putting stuff for t- preteens and teeny boppers in this National Treasure was the exact same way that I felt... Every time I've shown up to see Toy Story 3, 4, and eventually 5 in a theater, and there's been children. I'm like, this is not for you. Yeah. Go home. <laughs> well, and I know I think you it's just, think this is for you. It's not. But it's not. Leave. And I think it's like, it's this, it's, hey, when they're at the meeting boards and writing out storylines, it's like, what was their objective? Were they sitting at a tail? table going you know instead of making a uh, a cool adventure in set in historical landmarks and problem solving let's just have a bunch of hipsters on a couch plotting yeah. out jailbreaks and lame things of the friend group and i'm not counting jess in this of the of the friend supporting characters o- orin orin the uh the, the the sneaker head the shoe guy the shoe guy i had a lot of issues with like at times i thought it he got a little slapsticky and whatever but like personality wise and kind of like the pureness of his character and like the goodness of his heart and kind of his innocence he was the one that i enjoyed the most 
You know, I can mirror that. I think I disliked him as well, and then I warmed up to him. So that's fair. Yeah. Um, Tasha, mm-hmm. who's supposed to be this show's Riley, essentially. She's the tech yeah, person. Yeah. Even to the degree of, like, oh. she stole his line where she was upset that they just assumed she could do something. And she could, but she just was upset about yes. it. Yes. I hated her character really because it was so on the nose all the like i thought back and i'm like okay is riley this ridiculous and is it just that convenient and unbelievable that he can Mm. do those things and no because riley yeah riley taps into some security systems and whatever but riley's like doing his research and like figuring things out and and has flaws and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Tash literally shows up in a motel, takes the rabbit ears off of an old TV. <laughs> and like, like to- they totally, ma- it was like the laziest writing moment when they're like, ah, we right? don't know how to, we don't know how to get them from A to B. We don't know how to explain yep. that, that they figure this out. So let's have her take some bubble gum and an old shoe <laughs> And a computer chip out of an alarm clock and say that now she's tapped into some satellite. Like, it was just mm-hmm. so... Yeah. I don't know. I just, I thought that she was like, like her techiness almost verged on the level of superpowers. <laughs> Omnipresence. And it wasn't believable. Like, I never bought that she was this tech wizard. Whereas Riley, you're like, okay, he's pretty tech savvy. But yep. he never did anything that you were like, okay, come on. How do you mm-hmm. have access to this? Yeah. Whereas she just th- had access to everything from her Windows 98. <laughs> I think I liked, I think I will go back and say exactly what I said in the opening. I liked the actors. And so she was no different. I really liked her acting. The character, I think I warmed up to a bit more than you did from the sounds fit but i think anything that i disliked i think i would attribute it to the poor writing not necessarily the character itself was bad just how yeah just some of the things manifested were just awful right um we have riley riley pool you know okay we can finally talk about something that was wonderful and this is this is again where i'm differentiating from like riley shows up compared to um Agent Hendricks is literally an actual character. I'd classify him as a character versus yes. Riley. I would not. Riley's a cameo. He's a one yeah, episode cameo. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought it was. Uh, yeah, I thought Riley being there was fun. It definitely felt like Riley. Yeah, um, I would and, agree. And this was a part of connective tissue that okay yes. made me buy that. Yes, yep. this is a part of that world. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of times he's either texting or he's on the phone with Ben. And we find out that Ben's child is named Charlotte. Is Charlotte. Yeah. Which is amazing. Amazing, yes. Um, And, but I was a little disappointed. I kind of thought that this, w- that he was going to play a larger role in this show. Me too. Me too. Um, he just ghosts. Like He just leaves. He yeah. like hops on a plane. He's like he's there like, for hey. one episode. Yeah, he's like, hey, I almost died, but I'm not that invested, so we'll yeah. see you later. But he but he kind of was invested because he like as right. he's leaving, he calls Ben and he's like, You're not gonna believe this. Yeah, like, I need, but I need then your nothing input. happens. Yeah, and then nothing happens with that. Ah, but yeah. 
we do get what better not just be someone screwing with me Yes, in this yes. episode. When I they talk about going. what him and Ben have been up to. Yep. And I, I, I'm going to butcher it because I don't, I don't have the exact quote pulled up here, but it's something sure. like, yep. he says, he says something like, yes. you know, oh, we've been, we've been dealing with something interesting, mm-hmm. 47 interestings or, or it's something. Yes. He says the number 47, yep. which yeah. obviously is a nod oh. to page 47 of the president's secret book from of course. National Treasure 2, the Book of Secrets. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this better be a tease to National Treasure 3. Although, no having said that, it's kind of like, like, I guess there has to be a time jump because it's been so long and our actors have aged and stuff like that. But mm. I'm kind of, part of me was also like, oh, you guys are already like digging into it. Like you guys are already <laughs> like off screen. You're already figuring some things out. Like, right. Like, I don't know. I kind of just, I want this third one to pick up where the second one left off. You guys are like walking. I want to hear your conversation with the president. I want to hear yes. what's yeah. happening. Like what? what maybe did they'll you be discover? able to do some flashbacks. They better oh, be yeah, able to maybe, do some flashbacks. Hopefully. But so hopefully. I hope to God that that is a tease for National Treasure 3. Because if it's not, and they just threw that in there oh. as some kind of stupid Easter egg, yeah. I'll be so angry. Would you so be so angry? Would you be okay if no National Treasure 3 occurs, but instead there is a season two and the no. season two is heavily involved with Nick Cage and they pursue page 47? No. I hope okay. there is a season two and I hope Nick Cage is in it, but I hope that yeah. season two comes after National Treasure 3. Listen, yeah. I would be yeah. okay. I don't want the other friends. I would be okay if Jess plays a big role in National Treasure 3. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. Sure. But I still want it to be about... Yep. Um, Ben and Riley and yep. uh, Isabel. No. Nope. Isabel. No. 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 Don't okay. be dumb. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> Isabel seems reasonable. Uh, National treasure. Um, Olivia. No. Oh, that could Abigail. Be. Abigail. 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 And for the record, I thought of that before the page loaded. Uh, yeah, played by. <laughs> no Diane one Kruger. will know. Played by Diane Kruger. Um, sure. So, yeah. So, that's, that's, that, that is what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, the most genius tie-in, the thing that, for me, saves this and makes this, to me, feel like a sensible, worthy story, poorly executed. I'm not happy with how it was executed. It's kind of silly and slapstick and doesn't feel like national treasure. It's not the national treasure that I want. Um, whatever whatever you say, just know that I have something to say checkmate, like to counteract what okay. you're going to say. But something that I thought really was like, right from the get-go, I was like, okay, yeah. I like this. I like that you're doing this because this is enough for me to buy into this world. This is enough for me to buy in and go, okay, this is connected. Is the not only cameo, but the focus around Harvey Keitel's character, Peter Sadesky. Sure. Who is the the FBI agent from the first and second film. Mm -hmm. Um, So great. He's like, what can I do for you? And (laughs) Nicolas Cage is like, 
I really can't tell you how much I would love not to go to <laughs> not prison. Not to go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, someone's got to go to prison. And he's like, if you have a helicopter, I think I can, mm-hmm. I think I can help you out with that. And then Sean yeah. Bean, the one film John Sean Bean dies instead or goes to jail instead of dying. It's fascinating. <laughs> um, yeah. But I loved that. Because we do get in National Treasure 1 and 2, we do get, like, we see Peter Sadesky's ring. We know that he is an FBI agent in Mm. the movies, but also that he is a Freemason. That he's kind of walking this line between treasure protector, but also, like, tie and suspenders (laughs) G-man. And so I thought that was fitting and they didn't do anything with Peter Sadesky's character in this that I was like, oh, that feels like a stretch. I was like, no, no, no. Okay. This makes sense that he was, he was a Freemason who he was actually a master Mason who was tied down by his FBI responsibilities. But as soon as he no longer was, he was Mm. free to completely delve headfirst into this yep. world and so the yep. fact that he's got like a secret clue room and he's got all these books and he's got everything yeah. that yeah. he's got the charlotte pipe yeah that's true that he's got the benjamin franklin glasses mm. i was like oh that's so cool <laughs> so the peter Sadesky thing totally worked note, for me when we saw titanic in 3d because I wore actual glasses and I had the 3D glasses, every time I was like flicking the glasses on and off to do something, I totally felt, it felt very like relatable to Nick Cage, like flicking and flocking his like three-dimensional glasses. Yeah. yeah. So that, that to me, Peter Sadesky was a stroke of genius. And I was like, yeah. yes, yeah. okay, that's a tie-in I'm really happy with. And it's something that glues these worlds together for me sure and that you're right that is good i just i'm just jumping topics just because now i'm just balancing it with something that was bad that i just need to get off my chest when they're doing all these ideas of putting things on a whiteboard going yeah let's bring back sadesky oh yeah that'll be a good tie-in and he has a treasure room and the charlotte pipe is there and they're like yeah good good what else what else what else and then some guy, like I am assuming it's the intern who brought lunch, says, you guys, you know what? You know what's missing from this story? Um, a Freemason tie-in to Elvis Presley being part of this treasure. <laughs> no. Okay. You know what? Okay. Go ahead. But I have a counter that's, to your no, counter. Like, that's simply it. Okay, like I, and, and no, hold on. Actually, that's not it. I, I maybe could have lived with it. I still would have scoffed at it just in principle. But just then, when you have, and I want to look up his character's name, you've got Liam doing the guitar solo and like this whole forced, awkward solution to how they're going to get out of this, and that's it. I just, oh man, that was like the tipping point for me where I said, what are we doing here? Elvis was known for, like the, 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 the conspiracies or the stories around Elvis, because like Elvis was had several meetings with Nixon hmm. and and presidents and stuff. Okay, Elvis was known like Elvis. There's 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 a lot of conspiracy or a lot of belief out there 
that Elvis was kind of like an unofficial, he was like an honorary <laughs> CIA member. Jeez. And that he, because he did have a badge. He was, there is a letter saying that he's an honorary member of the CIA or FBI or something. And hmm. I don't know how much power, if any, that actually granted him or if it was just like, sure. here's, a, here's a badge. Yeah. Stick it on your wall. Um, but there was a lot of stuff about Elvis, like, consulting for the government on, like, narcotic stuff and using his position hmm. as a, someone who did a lot of drugs previously and, like, <laughs> right. someone who who was in that kind of, in those circles mm. to be able to mm-hmm. to work for the... So, no, it, honestly, okay. Elvis being tied into some kind of crazy conspiracy conspiracy if you know anything about the elvis like folklore sure it it rang totally true i guess i will not disagree with what you're saying because that is interesting i guess i would just say it's not in my top 10 things to say this is where we should go first with our storylines and even if it is where we should go i think just how at times it was pulled off was just a little bit that's fair um I so then talking about Jake Austin Walker as Liam Sadesky, mm. I thought he was great. I you know he was he was a struggling musician who thought his grandpa was batshit crazy, and then discovers that he isn't, and had some some sort of past trauma to kind of work through, and some some burnt bridges to kind of rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um. We we for a while we don't know if we can trust him, right? It's kind of the same yeah. time that we think that maybe Billy's a good person. We kind of think that maybe Liam's been screwing us all mm-hmm. along, and you know. Yep. So I was okay with Liam. I too liked him. I think I think if I had to make a stamp that I just hit along on so many different categories, good acting potential. The writing was bad. And, you know, yes. just when you when you have this scene where he goes up to his job and the bartender's like, or the owner's like, hey, I'll, I'll give you a grand just just to do one shot, one song. That's when I was yeah. like going, bull crap. Like, bull come crap. on. Um, okay. I think the writing was bad for the whole show. Yes. I think the writing was bad for everyone. Yeah. I didn't buy... There was a lot of moments where they were trying to be national treasury, like in that first episode where they find the first cube in that Mason lot, Masonic Lodge. That was that gave some vibes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but it was like, but it was just kind of like really like it was like trying to pull off one of the it felt like instead of being a national treasure moment, it was hmm. like I went to a national treasure themed dinner party where it's like one of those like murder mystery things. And it was like put together for me to like feel national treasury, but it was also just kind of tacky because someone just came up with it for the sake of this party. Like, what what I want to say though, and I, I'm agreeing with you that there's some there's a difference in level of like how national treasury quote unquote that felt. I agree. Maybe it's not premium content, but I will say. It felt more national treasury to me because at least they're doing some kind of treasury related stuff. What got me, and I'll let you continue, but I just want to say out of contrast why what you're saying is at least still has some merit. What bothered me was the whole Sherlock Holmesy vibes where I got where Jess is on a plane being like, 
oh yes, I knew she was lying because I looked at a picture and the buttons were on the right, meaning it was the the picture had been doctored and reversed. And my mom hates soccer, and I knew that, so I was able to play along and. Just like I was like, okay, know what your strengths are. This is not national treasure. Like this is getting into some weirder, fine stuff if it's in the appropriate setting. But that was not national treasury to me. Yeah, I agree. There was a lot of like Jess's ability. Like the thing with Ben Gates is Ben Gates doesn't have any like superhuman brain deduction he's just so incredibly knowledgeable when it comes Mm -hmm. to american history yes and has spent has earned this puzzle solving that he does because this Mm -hmm. has been his life yeah since he was a boy all he's Mm -hmm. done is pursue this treasure yeah jess is just like i see things differently stuff pops out to me so having said that Mm -hmm. that that writing was bad and it didn't work for me. Lisette Oliveira as Jess Valenzuela, Mm -hmm. I adored. I loved this character. I loved her performance in this role. Like, I I went into this being like, I don't want a main character other than, than Ben Gates. And I came out of it going... I might kind of have a celebrity crush on this main character. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, she just so, like, just her personality and I don't know. Like, it just something about her really, really, really worked for me. Again, Mm. the writing for her was terrible. I didn't like these, like, superpowers they gave her. Um, But that's why I'm saying if her and her alone makes the jump over to a National Treasure 3, I would be interested in seeing her and Ben Gates teamed up. That's fair. Yeah. I, 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 again, I thought she was a great actor. I think there were times that maybe she had some elements of National Treasuriness that were written well. But yeah, a lot of the times I just was really not feeling her vibe. And, you know, when she'd have historical stuff she'd lean on. It's like, yeah, okay, this is kind of like the Ben Gates feel of the, you know, what these characters are supposed to do. But then some of the Sherlock Holmesy Savanti stuff that she was doing. Oh, pardon me. I just, yeah, I thought pick a lane and stay in it, and that these we know what we want in National Treasure. So, but I yeah. wouldn't be upset to see her again. I thought she was a great actress, so I would be fine if she she joined in a film. Yeah. All in all, I just, I never got the same feel as National Treasure. Like, it seemed there a were lot moments of that, f- like, they were, yeah, they were be- relying so heavily on action sequences yes. and comedy. Yes. And it just didn't, like, it felt like a story that didn't need to be 10 hours long. Oh, absolutely. That one of my notes was this is way too long. And I think just what was different about it is instead of Ben Gates coming up with the solution that's interesting to watch or interesting to watch because it's based on his historical knowledge, what I mean by flexing is a lot of the times what they were doing, just as the solution seemed so like, yeah, maybe you're achieving what needs to be done, but 
do we need to watch a jailbreak again? Or do we need to have you do something that, you know, just seemed a little bit forced and kind of awkward compared to just doing something cool that's a solution to a story problem? Yeah. You know what? Like, saying that this one is, is like, that this is too long, honestly, I wouldn't, like, if you said, do you want a 10-episode, hour-long each show of of National Treasure with Ben Gates, mm. I think I would say no. Like, I don't, I can't yeah. think of a National Treasure story that hmm. warrants this length. Yes, that's a fair point. Like, I prefer them just being these, like, you know, hour and 40, mm-hmm. maybe even, to, you know, give me a two-hour National Treasure movie. Okay. Sure. Yep. But I don't need this like long drop because then there was just so much filler. Like it just felt oh, like it it ran so out filler. of really smart. Like the National Treasure movies, you feel like you're learning. Like they're mm-hmm. these smart, thought out, complicated scripts that can't be easy to write. Mm-hmm. Whereas the show was just like there was so much filler because it was like okay, so like but we have three episodes left, so we Ugh. need to have a couple more unfortunate things happen to them in the meantime. <laughs> yep. Yeah, filler is a sad so. but accurate accurate representation of a lot of this show. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then the treasure. The Talk treasure. about under... I've, I've been more overwhelmed by some clearance sections at like value village than the payoff that this treasure had in this show yeah like to for us to build nine up ep- nine and a half episodes to then just how this quote-unquote paid off like it was very underwhelming both in the reveal both in the what how, how much we actually saw of it and how much it was like embellished and shown to us oh, like man. You in the other the- two movies like just we we got really we we got the payoff of like wow we've blood and sweat and tears to get to this point but we get to enjoy it we saw like one tapestry that Catherine Zeta Jones tried to burn yeah. and then that was that was basically all we got to enjoy remember the reveal of the treasure room and the first national treasure oh, amazing the, to- the flame the torch is like going down and just Slow illuminating burn. this room that just yep. keeps going slowly. like it's so big. very slowly yeah and then it grows and there's like scrolls from the the library of alexandria and like all this like it's just it's 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 a world history like it's a it's a treasure yeah of history from the entire world and it breathes like from a story perspective it breathes you get to soak it in yeah and and i feel like this one tried to tap into the same like in the first one first national mm. treasure we're really just after a treasure yep the second national treasure yes there's a treasure but that's not the main focus the main focus mm. is kind of clearing ben gates's family's yes. name yep in a third national treasure movie i don't even know that there would be a treasure it's about something on page 47 whatever yeah. that is whereas yeah. the show was like i don't know it's national treasure there's got to be some kind of a treasure and some clues mm. and like and it just didn't try to do its own thing it just tried to carbon copy the first Ugh. national treasure yeah. which it was always doomed to fail yeah 
because yeah. we were going to make direct comparisons. Mm-hmm. And there's just nothing like, uh, you know, well, like and in even, the movie, it's like, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. We're sure. going to do X, Y, Z. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. This one's like, we're going to break into Graceland. And it's like, or even uh, okay. like word for word. And I believe she said it twice. I'm going to break my father out of prison was like this version of I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Yep. And just, again, it felt like the show was flexing where it was going, you know, yeah, this is where you've written this. This is where what has to be done. But, you know, it seems like the father's been able to do this by himself and just anyone can break out of prison if they want to. And, you know, it just, what are we doing here? You know, we're, we're, uh, yeah, I, I've got a lot more questions than than uh, compliments. The one other, the one other thing that was a tie-in from the films, a tie-in from the first film specifically, that I really appreciated, that made me really smile when it came up in this, was the quote. This is, I, they worded a little bit differently in the show, but the quote from the movie is, and I'll read the whole quote. Sure. He had lost the war. They would have been hanged, beheaded, drawn, and mm. quartered. And, oh, oh, my personal favorite, <laughs> and had their entrails cut out and burned. So here's to the men who did what was considered wrong in order to do what they knew was right. Hmm. And in National Treasure, it's such an amazing moment. It's such a great line because mm-hmm. it totally sums up what that movie's about. Very much They're going to so. break a lot of laws. Yep. They're going to do a lot of things that could get them in a lot of trouble, but they're doing it because they know they have to. Yes. And so it was nice to see it show up in, in this show. It was kind of like, mm. oh, yeah, there's another, there's, ah, look, look, there's the line. But it was also, again, it was just like, but, you, but I, are you earning that? Mm-hmm. Are you earning yeah. this moment? Do you deserve that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. That's about all I have to say about that. Anything okay. else that you'd want to hit on? No, not really. So I know you've yeah. already said it, but please restate on mm. a scale of zero to ten, how would you rank this show? <laughs> yeah, I I let the cat out of the bag, but I just felt I had to. You know, it was bad um, and, you know, might just finish for the sake of saying you did definitely wouldn't watch again and if it hadn't had that national treasure brand i wouldn't you know if i had been interrupted during one of the weeks i may have just not gone back to finish the show and i am interested you know i do want to see if nick cage is announced to come back depending on what the announcements of season two are and the details that come around it you know i might continue watching but just is I started the first episode and I could tell it wasn't going to be good. I was watching it on my iPad that episode 10, the final five minutes and my wife looked over and was reading the subtitles of what was occurring. And then the end credits rolled and she said, wow, that looked really bad. And I said, it was (laughs) brutal. What do you give it out of 10? I give it a six. I sure. You know, I did have fun. I was always looking forward to seeing the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't, I can't give it higher than a six. It's not. Yep. yep. It wasn't breathtaking. It didn't change my life. 
<laughs> I wasn't Lovely. like I I wasn't relieved of the weight that I've been feeling for more national mm. treasure. Yes. And I think that's that's a big one. Yep. So. Yeah. So it sounds like we'll have to stay tuned to live that dream or have that dream made for us. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you watch this week, sir? Um, let me just get the old list out. It's been a week where I watched. Uh, okay. I think the only thing I will add, because I think I've mentioned these ones. I watched an old movie from 1962 called How the West Was Won. And it was interesting. It's one of those movies that I had seen. I don't know if I had seen it all the way as a kid, but definitely clips and segments. And um, I was curious to see how it held up just watching it as an adult. <clears throat> it's uh, interesting. It's a multi-generational story about this family that is settling in the West, in, in the, un, in, you know, the, the frontier. And it's interesting because it takes place over a long period of time. It takes place with different members of a family. Um, and I just found it interesting from a filmmaking perspective. It's star-studded. It had James Stewart. It had John Wayne. had Henry Fonda. had a um, uh, few other actors that might not be totally well-known. But it, it had a lot of familiar faces that were big deals in the 1960s. Um, and so it was interesting from a star starter perspective. Um, it was interesting. It used a new technology and I forget the term, but it was like a tri dimensional film screening where they used multiple cameras to shoot each scene. And then they used a special concave backdrop to show it at theaters. And so what the point of it was, was like, say if a camera's fixed on a train when it's, when it's traveling, instead of just seeing a flat image, you see like, um, like a fisheye view of like all the dimensions that are ahead of you. And so it was a fascinating watch that just some of the cinematography aspects were a lot more interesting for me than I was expecting from a lot of films from this period in the 60s. So it was interesting. And it sounded like it was an interesting challenge. Like even when filming, like actors would have to like, instead of looking at each other in the eye when they would act, sometimes they would have to like look above the camera or look above another character's head just because of this tri-camera technology. If they actually looked at each other in the eye, it would look weird on a, on this special screen that they wouldn't even look at each other. So it was interesting from a technological perspective as it relates to us just seeing Titanic in 3D, 4K, just like, again, 50, 60 years ago, the difference in technologies. And at the time, what would have been heralded is incredible. And now we've, we've come just definitely so far. But it was an interesting story, covered some things like the gold rush, civil war, colonialism. So it touched on some Amer key interesting parts of American history. I, I love multi-generational stories because you see people over their lives and what they've learned and what they've learned and learned and regrets and you get some interesting things. Um, it was interesting because it actually had real landscapes. Again, something we talked about in Titanic. It's, it's a throwback film. So it's not just, you know, shot on a set. It's not just blue screens, obviously because of the time, but just actual landscapes. And um, it was, it was an interesting view. 
Um, maybe not quite the payoff I'd want. It was like a three and a half hour movie. It had an intermission and an overture, but, um, I gave it a six out of 10. It was still an interesting view. I was fascinated by some components of it. Some aspects didn't age culturally well, as far as, you know, um, some storylines and some narratives of different groups being represented from a film from the 60s set on the Western frontier. So you can understand, like, it maybe hasn't aged well in some capacities. But I was entertained from it, from just so many different aspects of storytelling and technology that was used. So How the West was one, six out of ten. Interesting, not amazing, but just uh, I had an interesting time learning about this film. What did you watch this week? I don't think I watched any actual movies. Uh, no, no. I've been uh, I've been rewatching The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Yep. <clears throat> um, trying to think. It's pretty much it. I like I've been sick and working yeah. a lot and yep. just seeing Titanic really, in three D. Yeah, I saw Titanic in three D and <laughs> stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah. I've you know, this weekend I'm gonna go see Titanic in three D and then, you lucky dog. And then I gotta go see Ant Man and the Wasp, which I was supposed to see this week, but again I was sick, so I just mm. didn't it was not, you know. Not only was it not going to be enjoyable for me, but it seemed kind of like a dick move to show up in a theater while I was coughing and hacking and spitting and all yes. of those things. So yep. Carl and I pushed that off, much to Carl's dismay, because Carl was like, I rushed out and saw it. Like, what the oh. hell? Yeah. And I was like, well, dude, I, I can didn't. Just... He's like, I saw it on Sunday or Saturday or something. And I was like, great. I got sick on Monday. Bite me. <laughs> it was like, I couldn't I, have known. I, knowing Carl and how... <laughs> I could just imagine how upset he is that he went out on a limb to go see this in time and then it didn't work out. Well, and you know what? Like my, and I didn't say this, but my mental response was like, dude, I we, we legitimately plan these episodes so yeah. that you can go on cheap night. So don't right. even, like, don't even, <laughs> had you waited for cheap night, you would have known. Right. I would have been able to message you and say, hey, look, dude, I'm really sick. I don't think it's going to happen this <laughs> Right. Uh, anyways, yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Cool. cool. I got a couple movies. I got a couple mov- new movies that I'm like eyeing up. I just haven't, you know, haven't got there yet. Haven't gotten gotten around to it. No, both um, both knock at the cabin is available for rental. Oh yes, now. yeah, okay. And so is the whale. Oh yeah, both and I, interesting. And I want to watch the whale. Yeah. So. Marshall, a friend of the show, he saw the whale and like his Instagram story, like he gave it like a five out of five. That's uh, that's big. I've heard some really good, as many people have, I've heard some really good things about the whale. There's a lot of talk right now about um, mm-hmm. about uh, the mummy, mummy four. Hey, Brendan depending Fraser. on what happens, uh, I'd be interested. Yeah, I mean it's Brendan Fraser. I'm it's Brendan Fraser. Sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up. And then like a poorly CGI Dwayne the Rock Johnson as a scorpion. <laughs> I need it. Oh man. Wrap it up, sir. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Please like, follow, subscribe. Check out the links below. Give us a good rate and review. Check out our Patreon page. You can buy some merchandise on our merchandise page. Uh help us support the show by paying the bills. And uh in return, we give you 
uh, various tiers of uh, perks back your way, whether it just be increased voting, whether it's access to our occasional bonus content or occasional video content, um, or just your the ability to occasionally give us input for voting ideas as well. We do appreciate all our Patreon supporters, and uh, we thank you for their support. And until National Treasure 3... Uh, <laughs> no, there'll there, be more episodes. There, there comes that. my taxpayer dollars at work to arrest me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>